Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beast. With me, of course, my good friend Devious Vacuum. Good evening again. It is a dark and stormy night here. <laughs> my good friend, uh, my good friend Turbo C. Hello, it's still regular night here. My good friend Jim. Hey, it's a slightly less dark and stormy night here. Uh, my good friend Aaron Ronan. Uh, this podcast is a beautiful tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and now we are in a very, very interesting chapter, IMO, chapter four. (laughs) Lady Thunder, do you want to take us away? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm so afraid to speak and then have, because then I can't, then the thunder won't be edited out, so y'all will all get to hear it. Um, Well, you already started off with it being a dark and stormy night, so we gotta just keep it in there. I know. I'm prepping them for it. All right, well... Uh, we entered last time we entered the fourth door, 1099, and the chapter title was Misty Manor. And uh, after receiving the warning from the painting, the man in the painting, that like the next the next thing we were going to see isn't real, um, we head into the to the fourth door. Is that what he said? He said it's if it's too beautiful to be true, like then it then it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Spoiler alert! Jeez. <laughs> From that guy, I mean, not us. Yeah, that guy just totally spoiled this whole chapter for us, honestly. Um, yeah. Don't trust paintings. No, tr- I mean, trust them, just not if you're going to play a video game or something. Yeah. yeah. You know. They're saying, they're telling the truth, yeah. <laughs> just be like, hold on, I haven't gone in that door yet anytime you walk by a painting. Yeah. Basically, if you're playing video games, don't talk to painting. We just go in the door, like, we're not even holding the maid's hand, which I didn't realize at first, um, and we just go in the door and are surrounded by blackness, and we get an old-fashioned sounding biblical-type quote about the Lord or corruption or something again, which is this whole theme that we've been seeing this whole time. Really interested to kind of see, I mean, by the end of this we get, like, sort of an explanation of that theme, but I, I feel like there's more to it. So we then are viewing things as the white-haired girl, like, from the first-person first perspective. Yeah, there might have been there at the beginning. She joins she joined later. So the white-haired girl is telling us, like, I went here, I did this. And she's being chased through the forest, and they're yelling, burn the witch. Uh, there are more, uh, more quotes. And uh, this is uh, obviously the flashback to what the white-haired girl has been referring to as, like, being referred to as a witch and how, uh, you know, she's been persecuted for being a witch and all that stuff. And, uh, so this is when it, when it happened, we're, we, we can assume. Uh, so she is lost in the forest, and I guess in order to prove to us, the reader, that she's not actually a witch in any capacity, she starts to pray, uh, pray to God to guide her out of this and um, after she's wandering lost for a while, the mansion finally appears to her. Uh, so she gets to the mansion. She goes inside, and it's completely pitch darkness. Like, all the windows are rusted shut. And she, like, has to... F- she has to, like, fumble around in the darkness until she makes it to the little chapel and finds the drapes in front of the stained glass window and opens it. Opens the drapes, and the light comes in. Um... For some, like, 
reading this is not scary at all, but imagining having to wander through an abandoned house that was so pitch black that you couldn't see your hand in front of your face is actually really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little survival horror there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is playing out just as the way the scene did the first time that we saw this. Yeah, so it's the same scene we saw in the mirror. So Which was an optional scene, right? No. It, yeah. The, the next one is this up until now it's completely different. Yeah, but now now this this scene that happens now as she opens the stained glass window is um I don't know if it's exactly the same or if it's like in a bridge. It's it's not. I I went back I I went back and looked. Yeah. Some lines are the same and some lines aren't. Hmm. So, but it's the similar idea of the the mysterious white-haired figure uh, Michelle uh, appearing before Giselle, who is the white-haired girl. Um, and uh, well, she finally it, got a name. Yeah, it calls her the white-haired girl, but like we know from the from the mirror that that character's name was Giselle. So in this case, the white-haired girl is in the place of Giselle. Well, at this point, I wasn't really sure because what, what came before was so different. In, in the mirror scene, she came with another person and she said she was looking for the house. Oh, yeah, you're right. And here it's completely different. Mm, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I noticed it was similar, but like the, this conversation with Michelle, but I wasn't really sure what was going on yet. Well, just to make things easier on us and not having to keep saying white-haired woman, we do get confirmation her name is Giselle early, later. Yeah, so we can call her Giselle. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. So, <laughs> Michelle appears and says, he says the same stuff he said before of like, there's a witch who lives in this house, um, or there's a story of a witch who lived in this house, and he explains. But it doesn't say it's him. In the, in the mirror scene, he said, the witch is me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, I don't know, at some point it, at some point, some, something said that. I don't know if it was the backlog or something. Um, yeah, do, do we want to get into it right now? Because the effects are there, are there from now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, talk about the backlog. So, I'm sure most people miss this, but if you open the backlog in this chapter, there are a lot of things going on over there. Um, and I noticed almost immediately, because I opened the backlog a lot, because I'm reading this in Japanese, and I usually need to refer backwards to see if I missed something. So... Um, Immediately, there are two things, two different things going on. One is that some of the dialogue is censored in the backlog. Everything concerning like prayers and magic or any of that stuff. It's like random words. It, it, it's, it's not everything. It's, it's words here and there. And sometimes it's just a single word. Sometimes it's, it's entire lines. At one point, there's an entire conversation that it, it is censored. Yeah. Um, and there are also lines written in red that aren't in the actual story from time to time. Mm -hmm. That's like some kind of voice. Yeah, which we're not sure who that is. No, it says who it is at some point. Like, very early on, she says who she is. Oh, the witch Morgana. She even, yeah, I think she very specifically is like, I'm the witch Morgana. And I was like, oh, damn, okay, what's up? They're written almost as if they're addressing the player and not the character. Yeah, they're, they're not addressing either one of the two people. Because at first you think they're addressing the people in here who just can't, who just don't know. Uh, they're addressing the characters in the story that we're seeing currently, but you eventually realize, no, it's either someone talking to us, quote unquote us, or is talking to someone else. And this is the part that makes this chapter interesting, because if you don't check the backlog, it is a very straightforward story, I think. 
and adding into the backlog just made everything super confusing to me to the point that yeah. I didn't understand the base story anymore. <laughs> totally agree. The sense awards, uh, I'm not sure what to make of them because my, my initial thought is that uh, they actually say something different. But it would be very difficult to make it work because sometimes, you know, you get like just a verb which can't really be anything else than what was actually said. Stri- yeah. Striked out. Um. So I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I, I almost felt like there was some rhyme or reason as to what was being censored specifically. But the more I read in the backlog and the more I saw X'd out, the less I think that's true. Yeah. Some of it is, is some of it is is makes you really think it's like that because like someone says my name is and a name and then yeah. in the backlog it's my name is and it's censored out. Yeah, and you start to think it's like that. Yeah. But then I think the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, oh wait, no, because that's not that. Like sometimes they'll censor a thing that doesn't seem like important to be censored, you know. So then you go like, is there? It's hard to know like what what why they're censoring what they're censoring. And honestly, as we went through the chapter, I was less convinced there was like any simple sort of explanation to it, you know? Is it meant to be sensory? Maybe it's meant to be, like, decay? Like, because the whole thing is, like... It seems that Morgana is messing with our memories. That's sort of what I was getting out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's also not random, because then there are, like, entire passages that are completely not censored. They're, they're just like they're in the story. And then sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. So something is going on there, but I'm not sure what. There's like there's a specific location that gets where the censorship we haven't gotten there yet, but the censor the censorship's complete it completely censors out everything. Yeah. And I even think they introduce a whole new character speaking to you, not as the red text, but almost as if there's in just the a person text, there who's yeah. not there. Yeah. Yeah. Um but which is really creepy in my opinion. But um but the other thing about that is, I will say that there's another scene in that same location that it doesn't do that, but then also those effects seem to have stopped by then anyway, so I can't tell if it's significant or not. Yeah, they come and go, and I wonder if if part of it is that there is no consistency to the actual censoring, but just the fact that these passages are unreliable, so there's random censoring in them, and then these are reliable, so there's no censoring at all. Yeah. And a lot of the uncensored passages are stuff like, about like... Oh, here's how I get food delivered to my mansion, and like, here's the books yeah. that are here. Like, who cares? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the more emotional speeches between the two of them are not censored normally, but like any of the details or the circumstances seem to be censored a lot. Also, sometimes um, in the actual chapter, you have like these glitchy effects and static. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you notice that like computer glitchy, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very uh. Very Danganronpa esque glitches. Yeah, the, yeah, made me think I was in Danganronpa two again. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So back to the red text. What did what did Morgana say? There's something right at the beginning, but I don't remember what what was. She's like telling us like, oh, I'm gonna give you like, it, it wasn't it like I'm gonna give you like false memories. Isn't this better? Isn't like, don't you not want to remember? It's like I'm gonna give you a happy story. Yeah. It's, it's, I will say too, it's almost harder to parse everything when it's like there's two kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's two stories happening at once, kind of. Yeah, well, especially with the centering going on, because there were a couple moments where I'd be like, hold on, let me double check the backlog, see what they said a couple lines ago. Oh shit, it's all. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, all crosses, totally. so I don't remember that. But one thing I wrote down that Morgana said was that it's better to rewrite the woman that we love. 
Um, so yeah. as soon as, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, like, I know who we are. I know who, who like, I know what's, go- who, who all these characters are, right? Cause at, at that point, it's like, oh, we must be Michelle. Like, for sure. If it's like, oh, the woman we loved, and then right here is a story about Michelle and Giselle, the white haired girl, sort of. Um, and I was like, okay. See, when I was starting this, I was, I was starting this chapter and I sort of had to like, this oh duh moment because I was like, well, who 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 could we be? What do all these stories have in common? And it's like, well, the white haired woman. I was like, oh shit, that's swords. Who we're all. Yeah, and swords. We're the white haired right. woman. We with are the swords. a living sword. Sorry. <laughs> so that's that's fully what I was expecting going into this chapter, and I was like, why didn't I think of that sooner? I honestly thought that was like it felt not. I well, I don't want to say too obvious. That's not correct, but it's almost like. I felt like we'd be, um, Michelle, uh, because, well, all right, to be honest, because, you know, Michelle's on the cover of the OST, but whatever, anyway, so. But not on the cover of the, not in the opening, uh, like, logo. Yeah. You get the maid and, uh, Giselle. Giselle. But there's also a hand there, maybe we're made and a hand. hand if, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, if we're the, what if we're master hand? Big hand. <laughs> So the maid steps back in as the narrator at uh, at some point in the, all of this um, after the scene plays out. Yeah, she said she had to take care of some things. Sorry, I was a little busy for your little visual novel or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, hold on, let me make my text white again. <laughs> she goes into the story of of Michelle and Giselle and Giselle, Giselle living in the mansion and Michelle being like, I'm cursed and, and you know, you can't live here or whatever, but I'll let you live here. It's very, like, the bestia chapter in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, and he even is like, I have one, I only have one rule and that you, you cannot go into my room. I also think it's the best chapter in a lot of ways. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, so it basically becomes like so. Oh, the maid points out that the white-haired girl is a lot younger in this than she is in the other chapters. She's like just barely a teenager, so I guess she's like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Um. So the white-haired girl is basically like can't help but irritate Michelle. Basically, like she's like, I want to get to know you better. Like, and he's like, you can live here, but like we're not friends. I'm not interacting with her with you. I don't care about you. I'm depressed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What's depression? Don't you want to like talk and hang out?" And he's like, "No, I'm depressed." And that's like what that's like for several months is just that. Yeah, and Michelle only really has like this one sprite, which is of them facing forward with this candle. Yeah, <laughs> various depressed expressions. <laughs> yeah, various <laughs> expressions, but he's still always holding this candle, and his hair is flowing everywhere, and he's got these big long robes. I'm just like, he's gonna light himself on fire with this at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also just, he needs to go for this aesthetic, I guess. Yeah, he also seems young. Like, I don't think he's that much older than her. He's probably, like, in his, like, at most, like, 17 or 18. Well, I I, I don't think so, because he lived there for a long time. Yeah, he said he lived there for at least 10 years. So he's at least 10. Yeah, but when he tells his story, he's... But he's young when they send him away, because he could kill some... Well, I'm getting ahead of this. Yeah, so he... He could still be relatively young. Like, yeah. whenever they sent him away was, like, when... Uh, he must have like, been kind of been able to... Just send a baby to this mansion. Care yeah. for himself, right? Like, just at some capacity. So, he could... But he could be, like, 18. They could have sent him away when he was 8. In medieval yeah. times. Yeah. Um, 
But so then we get all these like we get like a meet cute where uh, Giselle is like looking around the mansion and she finds the library and um, she's so impressed by books because she'd never seen one before in person because this is ten ninety nine and yeah. uh, there's tons of books. So I have a, I have a, I have a question. If she hasn't seen one in person, what has she seen one in? A painting. Wow, that makes sense. Well, problem solved. Jeez, I'm not sure about it. Get the, the fucking ball here. Maybe she just heard them described? She saw it in a picture book, was my joke. Yeah, <laughs> I guess Ch- maybe she's seen paper, but not... Oh, yeah, she was seen in church. Yeah, I think people knew what books were, but... That's still really person. Yeah. That is in person. You, They didn't have telecommute churches yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They'd have stained glass windows, though. She pulls down one book, and all of the other ones fall uh, fall over on top of her, which is just like when we were exploring the house earlier, and we went to the library, and the books all fell down. And uh, as she's lying there in a pile of books, she starts crying. Poor baby. And uh, suddenly, Michelle is there, and he starts putting the books away, and he explains to her that his family sends him one book every month. And he finally says that his name is Michel. And uh, the white-haired girl is like, ah, like the Archangel. So uh, the Archangel Michael is the one who carries the scales. Yes. Slow beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I don't remember what I said about Archangel Michael last week. It's the only thing you've ever been wrong at on this whole podcast. Wait, that he had the scales? You're like, he doesn't have the scales. I don't think he does. He does. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let me. I'll change that. One sec. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So you're gonna edit yourself in to say he definitely has the scales. That's the Archangel Michael. I mean, I wouldn't phrase it like that. I'd make it a little less obvious. But yeah. is he like an angel that is actually human looking? Because I know those higher angels are like terrifying. No, I think archangels are pretty. Like, well, whatever they take human, they can all take human form, and they all do when they visit uh, the world. Slip. Really pretty and androgynous. Yeah. So they inter- finally introduce each other and they say their names, that their names are Michelle and Giselle. And um, Michelle is like, they're like talking more about their past. And Michelle kind of like easily, I put he easily guesses why Giselle was cast out as a witch, which is meant to say because she has white hair and red eyes. Yeah. And um, Michelle is continually surprised by how Giselle wants to interact with him at all like he's just so he's so depressed that he's like why do you even why do you even care about me like what a, which again feels a lot like the the chapter with Hikimasa like why do you even why do you even give a shit about me like I'm I, but he's more like and he's even kind of like I'm a monster da, 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 but uh not using quite the same words but he's cursed and um you know he's like my curse is gonna kill you yeah he's Yukimasa without the rage like, yeah. he's just like, oh, it's, uh, I just can't feel anything. She's like, are you like a beast? Like, no, 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 not quite like that, you know? No, I'm just emo. Or he's more like, yeah, it, it might it might as well be. But he does, yeah, he does reinforce, like, if you live here, statistically you're going to die because right. of my curse. I just want to keep reinforcing that because you keep insisting on staying here. <laughs> I know, you won't let it go. 
And at one point, like he's like he's like, okay, so I've cleared everything up, right? So you you can't live here because of the curse. You will absolutely die. You should not live here. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna stay. And he's like, were you not listening to anything I just told you? Yeah, I seriously, lady, this is like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, you know what though? I'm gonna die if I go back to the village anyway. So why not die in a mysterious way? I mean, she doesn't say that part, but you know. Yeah, she wants to be in control of how she dies. Is basically it. That's all she's got. Yeah, she's like, this guy isn't going to burn me at the stake, so, you know, that's a step up. If I die this way, it's better than that. And there's even a point where he, he's, I guess he's describing more about his, like, backstory, and she's like, alright, so, and she just goes, alright, so I'm, I do really believe that he's cursed. I don't think he's faking that. I'm still going to stay here. Just to clear any doubt from your mind that she thought that the next uh the next little scene because the, there's one more scene and then there's the scene where that with the butterfly which is like the big one so in between that there's a little scene where uh over time their food stores become low and giselle's like how are we gonna get food and and um michelle's like would you believe me if i told you that i don't need to eat <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay. And he's like, oh, you're not, you didn't get afraid of that, huh? And, <laughs> which is like almost a sense of humor. So great job. But her response is even better. It's just, no, I think that's very economical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, I wish I could do that. That's a good choice of, that you're making here. It saves a lot of money. I feel like there's like been some kind of cartoon like that where like some monsters like, aren't you afraid of me? And it's like, no, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's Beetlejuice. It's Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Beetlejuice. Yep. Everything becomes Beetlejuice. Oh. Yep. Save money on uh, for rent this way. So food and supplies are delivered. Michelle gets a monthly box. He has a subscription service <laughs> that delivers all of his food. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Fresh Direct, but in 1099, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Fresh Direct, by the way. No. It could uh, be yes. Swill for all I know. So... Um, so he, like, goes, they, and so they, basically, somebody knocks on the door and then runs away so that they don't get near him, and, uh, so they go and get the box and bring it in, and, uh, for some reason, Giselle is, like, terrified when he's gonna open the box. He thinks, like, she thinks something scary's gonna be in it, and obviously there's just food, because they were literally just talking about food, and he's even, he even says to her, like, we were literally just talking about food, what did you think was gonna be in here? And she was like, oh, I was scared, but I guess that was... That was not necessary. And she keeps uh, having all these questions about, like, so his family cares about him because they're sending him stuff for it to keep him alive, but why aren't they here? Why don't they talk to him? And a book. And She's kind of annoying me in this chapter, truthfully, a little bit, I gotta say. She is young. Yeah, I hope. Let's hope. Well, and also she's sort of flipping back and forth. Like, she's been not scared of him at all, especially even, like, when she believes in this curse. And then just this box is alert is like, oh, oh fuck, what's this? I saw the movie seven. And actually, I guess to be totally fair, like, uh, there's sort of unreliable narrator coming on in this story. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So. So, uh, the next scene is that she keeps asking him questions and he's like, I'm going to show you my curse. And so they go out to the back garden and he's like, have you noticed that there aren't any animals around or any creatures around? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, they all died because of of, his, of my curse. I guess this is the Rose Garden probably, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. So it's always had like all those corpses, like an Indian graveyard? Yeah. Graveyard. Yeah, it's always oh, in the fuck. graveyard. Maybe that's why it turns so fertile for all those roses later. So then, in the most fucking My Chemical Romance thing I've ever seen in any <laughs> visual novel, he holds out his hand and a butterfly lands on it and shrivels up and dies. He's a human bug zapper. Uh, he just seems like he's like, he's kind of like Rogue from X-Men. Yeah. Yeah! yeah that's who I was thinking of. So he can't, but he's, it's more than Rogue from X-Men because they never really talk about clothing. Like, it's not like he just like wore a bunch of like gloves and, and a mask or something like that. And then he could never touch any, anyone like physically, like exactly, you know, like skin to skin. It seems like touch is touch like if you like if you touch him even if he's like wearing clothes it doesn't matter you'll die right yeah because i was thinking if you like if you don't think they just need a body condom from lethal uh from like naked gun anybody no that's if i did i date myself here whatever fine they could make gloves in 1099 like it's i anyway but so it must be more (laughs) profound than simply needing to wear gloves sure yeah I thought you said I thought you said they could make love in 1099. I was like, well, I guess. Theoretically. Now I'm like, all right, okay. Now I got you, though. Yeah, sorry. Not before marriage. We don't have any proof of this, but historians think it's most likely. There's a reason why we got to 1100, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Michelle continues to to claim that he doesn't actually care about Giselle's life. um, And she's like, well, but you've taken actions directly to not kill me. So how could you say that you don't care? If you didn't care, then you would just, you would just, nonchalantly continue to live and if you kill me so be it isn't that also what tells the um how he got to the house or is that later um i think it's here that yeah he says that like the first person he killed was his mother like right after uh, she gave birth to him he was born yeah and then to I mean, thank goodness somebody like recognized like, oh, don't touch that baby, you know. Yeah, that right? seems like He said he killed like several uh, several wet nurses died and then they finally like realized that this baby was uh was cursed and they tried not to touch him, but he like accidentally touched people. It's like all these wet nurses holding the baby and dropping him as they die as hot potato. It must have taken a while. It must not have been, like, immediately die upon touching. Otherwise, that would be really obvious. I feel like they would have figured that out. Oh. Mm. And he would have died, because no one would have been able to feed him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they had formula in 1099. (laughs) So. (laughs) I don't know. That's true. But, uh. Yeah. But he was nobility, so they could sacrifice a lot of people. Yeah. There's got to be some engineer who figured something out. Probably, there's just no record of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So Giselle continues to, like, confront Michelle and be like, hey, like, you know, why you, you know, you're you're not killing me, you, like, took actions to avoid killing me, like, I think you are a good-hearted person deep down. Sorry, very briefly, he did say before, though, he doesn't need to eat, so maybe, may- maybe he really is, like, rogue and he just draws the life force from the people he kills and stuff, but it sustains him really well. Sorry. I think he was just joking. Yeah, I think I was just joking, even though immediately after that, he, he doesn't leave his room for, like, five days, so... Oh, for God's sake. Okay, fine, I, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. does he need I'm to joking. eat? Is he depressed? Is it both? Um, so, but he's like, aren't you afraid of dying? And Giselle says, the thing I'm afraid of the most is loneliness. 
And uh, and Michelle's like, why does it? But why does it have to be me though? Why why do you? Why is the person that you want to be with like? Why is it me? And she's like, oh well, I might really really love you. And uh, and he responds, I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this scene was extremely funny to me. Yeah. Um, and just really goofy. Like obviously none of this really happened. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Know. Nah, I think that's fair. I think this is not how it happened. And then you get some lines from his perspective, um, with a really creepy background music behind it. Yeah, and he's even more emo over there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this the time where we get the first glitches? Yeah, we we get the glitch immediately after that, and then we get some lines like where he says, "I didn't know what to do when she said that," and or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, no one, no one ever told me such things before. Like this kind of scrap. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really overwrought. Um, and then I was like, "Well, wait, but we're Michelle. If we are Michelle, then how can we hold hands with the maid?" But I guess the maid's not alive, so no, no way to know one way or the other. Yep. So then, three three days pass, and he doesn't talk to her. And it just stays in his room, and Giselle's like, "Oh, I must have, I must have messed up. He must be upset with me. Uh, I'm gonna go apologize." And like, right as she goes to open the door to his or knock on the door to his room, he opens the door to his room, and they're like, "Ah!" And he's like, "Oh, I'm ready to tell you how I feel." And she's <laughs> like, <laughs> "And he's like, I made you a cowbell." Which is a complete 180 from last chapter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he invites her in his room and tells her that he made her a necklace with a bell so they won't run, bump into each other by accident. <laughs> oh, and then the Mor- Morgana in the backlog says that's a cuter story than what really happened. Yeah. And then the scene after that he gives her the bell necklace, we get to hear some horrible bone sounds, which is really upsetting. <laughs> oh my god. They're really bad. And there's like a zipper sound and... and- and a wet, like, fleshy, you know, disemboweling sound. It's really bad. Went on longer than it needed to, also. So, something, some shadow ghost appears, and, um, and there's glitches, and, um, that entity also, uh, let's see, that entity also, I wrote in my notes, but I don't remember exactly how the pronouns were. I, that entity also wants her to stay with him. Hmm. Uh, and uh, that happens. It's real creepy, and the noises are really bad. Um, yeah. And, but yes, to stay with him implies that we're not talking about Morgana. Um, or are we? Or is are we talking about Michelle? Like, it's interesting. I really want the true story of this to be that Michelle was some kind of dark wizard, but I feel like I keep reading, like, dark wizards into things, and then it never <laughs> happens, so... Well, and the first, uh, like, in the mirror sequence, when we saw Michelle, Michelle is, says, I'm the witch. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe... Yeah, I'm kind of... I mean, at this point, I mean, could be a vampire and a wizard. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. Vampire wizard. Holy shit. <laughs> Throw werewolves in there for good measure. Well, why... I mean, why can't vampires learn magic? Mm-hmm. They, they probably should. Come on, d that was like a big opening for you right there. And no, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> Did we lose D back? Yeah, we may have. Yeah, same so. Hmm. Damn. You know, this is this could be a, a scary sort of thing if we work it in right, you know? Ooh. It's like, oh my god. We asked her about vampires and wizards, and then she died She couldn't think of the answer. and She spontaneously combusted, because that, that answer was too cool. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, oh, yeah. So, Dvac, can a vampire be a wizard? <laughs> Anyway, where were we really, though? Oh, got disconnected again. Yeah, sure. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I gotta stop asking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we just gotta keep this in. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I mean, I'm yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the vampire wizards who are trying to <laughs> Stop making her explode every time. Morgana interrupts the podcast. Oh no! It's too entirely on brand. Should we? Uh, maybe we should actually move on a little bit though, while we're waiting for her. You know, like what? Like what? What's the next thing? That okay, happened? so so he had just given her the, the cowbell necklace uh, that's supposed to not look like a cowbell. Um, but I totally envision it as one. Oh, totally. Yeah. And he's being really considerate of her feelings now. So like he wasn't, uh, so he wasn't, so she was very concerned and she immediately apologized because, um, he, she thought she had completely offended him. Uh, he had locked himself away for five days. And when he comes out, he's like, no, I just, I was making this. So like we could, you know, interact together. And, um, and he's much more like positive to, uh, to her and to like spending time with her. He doesn't immediately jump into the deep end here, but he, he certainly is more amenable to all this stuff. Hmm. Um, good guy that uh, Michelle. And he actually seems like a decent guy. You know, clearly, yeah, like before, yeah. he was really like standoffish, but he does seem like he's got you know, a decent heart. Yeah. Um, and it, and and you see like the ice melting at this point, where he's sort of like taking her into his life. Um, what comes after this one? Um, uh, the guy comes. Is that next? Man, Dvac is really good for the shit. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Notes. She, c- she keeps really good notes. Damn, this is what I rely on for. Well, especially this chapter because I got, I admittedly got very confused this chapter. This is really aw- this is ridiculous. Like how re- this just proves how reliant <laughs> we are on her. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like- I, I used to take notes and then I stopped. But, oh, um, they, they 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 go reading the book after that with the with yes. the tale about so the witch. so one of those yeah oh, they yeah. advance this relationship by reading together. You know. They uh they start they what they they go to the the uh, library with the fireplace which we'll realize later sounds yeah. kind of dumb but um they uh so they're they're reading together like I guess he's teaching her slowly yeah he, he teaches her how to how to read yeah she didn't know how to read yeah and I guess it takes a while if you have to make sure to maintain a big difference from each other while you're trying to read things on a small page and illuminated manuscript. So that couldn't have been all that easy. So the thing shaped like a triangle, but the bottom parts moved up a little? Like, what? Oh, um, alright, so it's like an E, but turned 180. Wait, I think I, I, think I heard Divac in the background faintly. Yeah, she's... The ghost of Divac is here. Yeah, I'm back again. Yeah, you're here. So, so we had kind of skipped ahead here. We had gotten to the point where they were... He had taught her to read. Yeah, we were kind of lost without you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, he's learn, he's teaching her how to read. 
I think. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they decided they're going to live together on purpose and not by accident. And they read uh, a book about local legends together. And they arrive at the original story of the witch, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess this must be real because there's nothing in the in the backlog that was like, no, this isn't real. So maybe it's a real story. Oh, no, the backlog specifically mentions this. Oh, does it? What does it say? The very, the very first red text is, My life, lifeblood was your sustenance, your prosperity. Upon my blood did you build your lives. A sin so great it shall never be forgiven. And by my blood were your lives extinguished. Power. This is the power granted to me by God. My blood shall become a curse, blotting out the stars. I am the witch Morgana. And then now let us begin a tale. That's how it starts. Basically, that's what she is saying. That's good that shit. That is just the legend right there. <laughs> and, um... I, I guess because they talk about so the in the the story in the book says that they burned the witch and it cured the famine but then there but then like it rained and everyone went crazy and killed each other so is that her blood like the rain I think so is this deadly premonition uh, deadly premonition damn it yeah <laughs> <laughs> red trees uh, Michelle's a raincoat killer ah. Uh, hmm. So, the moral of the story is that the witch will grant your wish in exchange for a great sacrifice. And uh, Giselle immediately has the question that we all have, which is, uh, why does she grant wishes if she hates everyone so much? And Michelle says, it's probably because because she's cruel, because if you, you know, if you... Because when hope is highest is when despair (laughs) is most powerful. Oh. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got that back is true, to though. I mean, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying yeah, Morgana is Nagito? <laughs> yeah, Morgana's Mor- Morgana's name is actually Kibo, and yeah. Michelle is Nagito, and uh, and Morgana is Junko. Um, is what yeah, I'm saying. She, yeah. Uh, if that's true, I will eat my hat. Also, she kind of like in the asides when you go and, and read the backlog. She kind of sounds a bit like Junko. Yeah, it's. Ugh, the writing's on the wall, folks. Honestly, hiding a secret Danganronpa in another visual novel would be the most on-brand for <laughs> Danganronpa of any of the other visual novels. <laughs> oh god, if, if Danganronpa just continues as frog fractions, that would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, that, that's true. Uh, I really want that now. So, um, so Michelle says that there's, uh, another legend that says that the witch was born in this house. And, uh, so that's why I guess he was like, the witch is here, or like, this is a cursed house, I'm a cursed person, like, of course I should live in this cursed house, which, like, doesn't really, doesn't really hold water. We're not sure if they're additive or they, they cancel each other out, but worth a shot. And, uh... Giselle thinks to herself, oh, there must have been people who came to the mansion wanting their wishes granted, but Michel killed them with his curse. And uh, so they decide to go to the observation tower, which is where we went in order to view this chapter. Uh, because the legend says to climb for the heavens in the book, and so they do. And the room at the top of the tower is basically a prison cell with only one window, which harkens back to the story that we heard the white-haired girl tell in the first chapter about oh, yeah. the girl who was trapped in a room with only one source of light and corresponded by bird. Like, that seems like that could have really happened in this room. Is it the, yeah. is it the same background? It might be. Oh, it might be. 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember. I think it's darker. I think it's darker in that story, but it might be the sim very similar or the same thing, just you know, with like a darker you know filter over. Yeah. So at that, so while they're doing their paranormal investigation, uh, Michelle sees Giselle illuminated by the one window and acts like a big awkward nerd. It's like, I like this girl. She's so beautiful. And the art is like, you know, just super, you know, it's just a one shot on Giselle with like the super perfect lighting and like, you know, like, oh, you're supposed to think she's gorgeous right now. This is the first time we actually see her in the, in this chapter. She usually has a sprite, but she doesn't in this chapter. Hmm. And she, uh, and she also continues to look like a haunted doll. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, this, this, this scene is the part that's like completely censored in the backlog. And yeah. you also get a second conversation going on in, in the backlog during this. That isn't in mm-hmm. the main game. Because, like, the, the main dialogue is fairly standard. It's asking, like, you know, what what would you do if you met the witch? And what would you say to her? And it's very like, oh, I would, I'd be understanding to her. Because she probably went through what I went through, too. And the actual dialogue behind it is the witch just being, like, um, really just... The dialogue in the backlog is like two characters that have like question marks for a name. Yeah, so maybe we don't know it's a witch. Yeah, and it seems like it's the witch and whoever we are. Yes, that's my guess. But like, you, it doesn't tell you for sure. It's like uh, the two of us have much more in common than anyone else. We both suffered at each other's hands, and we both deserve to have our vengeance. It's like very much like two enemies, kind of, or, but also like people who've been together for a long time discussing what's going on between them. <laughs> hmm. And and, uh, and it sounds like it's us because at one point the other person says to to one, um, "I'm surprised you made it back here. Your soul was ground into dust." Wow. Damn. Yeah. So it really feels like that's why you know, it feels almost like the beginning of this whole thing when like the you know the master reappears and and you know doesn't know who the person is or what's going on all that kind of stuff. While we're on the backlog, there were a few moments um, actually that it seems like Michelle notices. That, like, things were getting tampered with. At least I think it was Michelle. Yeah, there was there was a moment where he was like, this is all lies, and it was all, like, spaced out and weird. Yeah, it was spaced out and stuttery. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't remember, is saying things like, I don't remember it this way, things like that. Yeah. And, and like, it's so weird, because some of it, you can't tell if it's the dialogue continuing, it's, or it's little interjections. And then there's one point where there's just screaming in the background, but there's, it doesn't show up in the main story. We're just like, ah, ah, like just weirdly interjected. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also, like, there was, before the chapter started, there was yelling at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That it was just, it was yeah. just yelling, but, like, they never acknowledge it in the thing, but it's in the, it's in the, only in the backlog. So, uh, Giselle wishes that, so while they're, they have this scene, um, in the tower, Giselle wishes that she could touch Michelle, and they're like, oh, I wish I could touch you, but they're like, maybe in, maybe in the next life, um, which is foreshadowing, and, um, so finally, one night, a man appears at the door asking for a wish, Giselle opens the door, thinking that it's the food delivery, but it's not, it's this, like, bandit-type guy, and she's like, there's no witch, it's just me, uh, or, like, just people here, and he's like, oh, well, if you're just people, then I'll kill you and take your stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but Michelle shows up and kills him, uh, but it's dark. But it doesn't, it doesn't completely kill him. 
You like let him go before he's dead. Yeah. The guy stabs him first. Yeah, that was dumb. That was a bad move. He should have killed him 100% of the way. Yeah. I mean, he probably, you know, he's probably not used to doing this intentionally. Yeah, and so what? He got stabbed. Well, he, he definitely isn't, because he even says afterwards, that was the first time I've used it to help someone. Yeah, he's happy that he defended her. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But as we'll quickly realize... <sighs> But yeah, a few drops of his blood landed on her face, and after this point, her health slowly deteriorated. Uh, this is interesting because the white-haired girl in all the other timelines has these health problems, and it seems like this is how oh, that yeah. started. Yeah, that that's what I thought, too. Uh, yeah, because she's not, like, super strong, like, she's not, she, she's not very healthy, and, and but she's not sickly. Whereas in the other timelines, she's always kind of sickly. Mm-hmm. So, they both blame themselves for this problem, and, um, oh, and this is the part in the backlog where Michelle is like, this is all a lie, and, uh, one night, later on, um, Michelle hears the voices of an angry mob through the door, and they're like, we're, okay, everyone, we're gonna go kill the witch, we're gonna kill anything we see in there. (laughs) <laughs> like they're like prepping themselves like no matter what it is we're gonna kill it okay these are our motives here they are I would like to think there is just one guy in that crowd like you don't mean eh. I mean come on wait a second here oh no then they clarify they're like no even a child we will kill that baby we will walk in there a squirrel we'll kill a squirrel if there's a squirrel in we there we got the mob yeah. together we're not gonna waste this angry mob opportunity no matter what <laughs> Todd, you're not going back like last time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this also is very, uh, the Yukimasa chapter, chapter two. Yeah. yeah. It almost makes me wonder if the previous chapters were, like, uh, an abstraction of what Michelle and Giselle actually went through together. It makes me think this is the second Bestia chapter. <laughs> <laughs> because there's also, like, moments with books and stuff, which reminds me of the first chapter. But nothing as nothing as as Buckwild as the third chapter. But like by by induction, like maybe that's the part that we're glossing over. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because you wonder if what we what we see later is just these sort of you know funhouse mirror replays of what happened the first time that you constantly have to go through this again and again. Yeah. Mm. So knowing that they're both about to die. Um, Michelle and Giselle go up to the observation tower, and, uh, the mob is coming up the stairs to kill them. They're going to die together. They decide to die together. And Giselle says, can you, can you hug me as your, as my final wish, since I'm gonna die? And he does, and he hugs her, and he thinks that she dies, Romeo and Juliet, and, and, uh, uh... he vows to defend her final resting place because she looks like such a beautiful... She's like a beautiful corpse. She didn't, like, dry up or, or anything. Yeah, and just to point out, that's Romeo, Romeo and Juliet again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially... Especially yeah, but... what's coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Romeo goes outside and dies. He gets stabbed all up by the bad men. <laughs> and then Yukimasa comes back and says, Oh, I'm punished! <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> But his blood gets everywhere, so everyone is, everyone's, all those men are gonna also die. Um, Sorry, I just love the way you phrased that at first. Not that he got stabbed, he just walked outside and died. (laughs) Yeah, he just walked outside and died instantly. Um, Hey guys, check this out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look at this cool trick I can do with my blood. <laughs> I'm Michelle, and welcome to Jackass. Immediately dies. <laughs> so, Juliet wakes up, uh, Giselle wakes up, and she's alive. And uh, she's like, oh, I wonder what the deal was with that. Like, does his power not work <laughs> on people that he loves? Like, did it not, what, what? What does this mean? But she's still alive. So she goes out, sees that he's been stabbed to death, and um, she's like, oh, he's dead. And uh, the witch, Morgana, calls out to her. And <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Just the... I didn't see oh, he's dead. She, she was a little more dramatic about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's dead. And then Morgana was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> that famous line from Romeo and yeah. Juliet. <laughs> and the backlog's like, what the heck? Uh, she's a little too blasé about this, don't you think? Um, so, I mean, she's she like doesn't. I mean, she doesn't have any anything else without him, and so she's gonna kill herself. And uh, I guess Mar- Morgana is like, hey, don't you? Do you want to see him? Do you want to see him again? And the way that Morgana talks to her is the way that the house's voice appeared to other characters in the earlier chapters. Yeah. Like, it, it appears in the subtitles this, in the same fashion. Yep. And so Morgana says that she will ensure that Giselle is still herself in all her future lives, and so... And it's also Michelle will also be himself in all future lives. So what they have to do is meet, again, is meet again. So they'll be able to find each other. They physically get, like, reconstructed. They will look the same. Which is what she promises. Because nothing called reconstruction has ever gone wrong. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's it's totally fine. I can't think of any downsides to life beyond death in any, like, horror movie or nope. story or anything. And there certainly have been very specific warnings about this very witch and what she does when she grants you the witch. Wish. Right. Yeah. So, Giselle agrees... Um, she feels like she doesn't have a choice. We also get to see a face to the witch, uh, which is the maid. We do, right now. I thought this was... Did I miss it? No, I found... I mean, the maid... After we exit the door, the maid says that she's the witch, but... We don't see it before yeah, that. Yeah, Oh. No, okay, yeah, I'm confusing the two. You're right. Jesus Christ, Turbo, I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Well, you don't let it happen again. So this is the end of the story. Giselle, it says Giselle kills herself shortly after. and Because um, she saw no point in not being with Michelle. And then the maid comes back into view and she says that they have not yet reunited. Yeah, she just keeps getting with other men instead of with her true love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like... So the maid then says, so the maid then says to us, that's right, you're Giselle, you're the white-haired girl, and I'm Morgana, I'm the witch. And uh, she says, I want you, I don't want you to keep looking for that no good man, I want you to stay with me forever in this house. Mm -hmm. And we can accept, reject, or say there is still more to be done. Yes. if we say and we did all three. But also, can we just ruminate on this a little bit? Yeah. Like, yeah. Morgana's like, here, here's my cursed thing. You will be cursed with eternal life, but you'll be reconstructed and see each other. And she's just like, ha ha, you haven't seen each other, though. It's like, well, you haven't held up your part of the deal, then. 
Right. Well, I mean, it's that, you know, it's that crap deal, right? Where it's like, I didn't say it wouldn't happen in like a million years or some shit, you know? Where it's like, hey, if you want to give up on the part of the deal, you know, we can, we can, we can fall in love. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea that Morgana was like, I'm really tired of seeing this girl get yanked around like this. Like, this guy's, this guy's no good. Like, you know, listen, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I should be the one doing the yanking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this this was weird that this was the part that it it brought in the gay parts. Yeah, weird that it's gay now. Um, but again, it was all a lie, just like the last time we thought it was going to be gay, but whatever. So if we accept her proposition, the narration says that we're very happy. We get the scene again where we, like, at the start of the game, where we're, like, in the rocking chair and, Mor- and Morgana the maid is going to serve us tea... And she's like, oh, I'm so happy that you're here with me. This is great. And uh, that's ending one, Prisoner of Illusion. <laughs> that's a little on the nose, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, there's more to it, but, like, that's the gist of it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not much more. These are very short endings. Yeah. Reject is much more interesting. Um, so if we reject her proposition, we get scared. We finally get scared and run away. Mm-hmm. And, um... She, Leave like, the get, house. Yeah, we get to the door, and like she's like, "No, why don't you stay with me?" And we're like, "No, no," and we're like so scared. And uh, we finally, through an act of willpower, uh, open the door and like fly out of the house into some white light. And um, it appears that that is the process through which we are reincarnated. So then. It seems that we are Giselle in this ending because we're reincarnated as a schoolgirl in Paris. Modern day, or roughly, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it never says it's, it's us. It's just, um, it's from her perspective, but... Yeah, that's right. It's not first person, so... Yeah. So, uh, but, but Giselle's like, uh, she's on her way to school in Paris and, um, and with, there's cars. So it's like pretty close to modern day, if not modern day. And she suddenly remembers that she needs to do something important. Yeah. And she comes to like in the middle, in the middle of the street. And she's like, what? That's not good. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. And she finds she, so while like crossing the street or something, she bumps into Michelle and it's him. And like, he's him and she's her. And she's like, it's him. And she, like, tries to call out to him, but he's, like, not responding. And he says, I must go back to the mansion. And I think what happens is that he jumps in front of a car and dies. Yeah, he says something about that he made the wrong choice. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, he he jumps in front of a car and dies. And he doesn't hear Giselle at all. Right. Yeah, he never, like, he acknowledges her existence. It's a very lost ending. I was gonna say that actually. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Yeah. So if we are if we're Michelle, then that's like we see what happened to us, but from Giselle's perspective. I guess I don't know. It's strange. It seems the most likely based off like recapping it now. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first if she died, and then it seems like she just kind of fades to the background, and it is definitely him who's dying. But it's just it's weird. And um, it seems like from this that Michelle is, like, actively trying to find her. Yeah. Which is interesting. But, like, specifically, this is not going to be the path to do that. So it's ba- it's another bad ending. Yeah. 
So the last uh, choice is there is still more to be done, uh, where we finally put all the pieces together uh, and, and realize that we were being lied to and that the last story didn't really happen. Who was the painting? <laughs> I think also what's happening here is that if we didn't do the correct choices before, then we probably wouldn't have this option here and we could only get bad endings. Wait. Oh, you mean if you hadn't seen the painting? Yeah, if, if you hadn't reached into the picture at the beginning oh, uh, or, yeah. got, or gotten the key to the master bedroom. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. Yeah, because that's all the stuff that we're like, who was the painting? What was the flashback in the bedroom? Who is the maid really? So we're kind of like even doubting that the maid is Morgana. And then, um, and then that horrible bone crunching sound comes back. And now Morgana is talking to us. And it's... It's it's very this this part gets very confusing and weird too. Yeah, Morgana's very Undertale about this. Like she's talking to us in a different way <laughs> than normal. Like the text is just like up on the screen. That's really the adjective where you have to use. Are you mad at me? No, I mean <laughs> never. But you know. Would you be better? Would you prefer it if I said now it's more Doki Doki Literature Club? <laughs> um, you know, I might have to be honest, but wow. it's, whatever. Disagree. <laughs> Let's just list Frog Fractions, all the meta games we can think of. <laughs> yeah. Anything anything meta, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. So Morgana's trying to convince us not to reclaim our true self. She's like, wouldn't you just rather live in a lie? Wouldn't it be great if I, we just make up a story forever? And uh, we have to choose a bunch of times to reclaim our true self. Yeah, she says the truth is ugly and we wouldn't like it at all. Yeah. And that we made mistakes, and she made mistakes, and the reality is is messy. Uh, and then, the big reveal, after we choose to reclaim our true self, Morgana says that the white-haired girl was never at the mansion. And the flashback changes from the white-haired girl to a woman with brown hair and fair but not white skin. Um... I don't remember if the text actually said this or if I just wrote this down, but I wrote... No, no, this is... He really... Y'all, our boy Michelle really did say, this is who I am. <laughs> like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, dude, <Yeah. Mike. laughs> Um, Yeah, so that was good. Um. <laughs> and then Michelle got a mission from the President of the United States. <laughs> and he has to go back to the mansion. He's been so emo this whole time. Like, I'm not surprised that he's been Shadow the Hedgehog the whole time. I'm not, yeah. That's, that's, that, was, that was kind of a gimme, honestly, that he would be Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, so now this is our 100% run of Shadow the Hedgehog. This mm-hmm. was the first ending. Time for me to do some snowboarding. <laughs> With my gun. <laughs> so there was never a white-haired girl. There was only you, Giselle, he says. And, and he says well, that... In, in, this, in this flashback, not in all the previous ones. Yes, who knows? <laughs> I think so. I mean, the flashback that changes is the one where they are in the tower. Yeah, yeah it's certainly this last chapter was with Giselle and not this white-haired girl, although I'm not sure that I... I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure if the white-haired girl's real at all. If they meant all white-haired girl incarnations, they miss out on a good chance to show every incarnation flashing into whatever that's true girl it was so the other ones wouldn't make much sense if it wasn't a white hair girl girl with red eyes yeah because because the maid was present <laughs> help everyone thinks i'm a vampire 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so the maid is Giselle. He's like, it's you, 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 Giselle. You're the ma- the maid. You are the same person. And the maid is like, no. But she's also shook, like real shook. Yeah, she she's in denial. She wants to keep on being the maid and not being hurt by everything that happened between her and Michelle, I guess. And um, and then we realize that the shadowy figure in the master bedroom was Giselle when she was alive. And that bedroom flashback where she like opens the the drapes, like that didn't happen in the story we just saw. Yep. Uh, so, but that's what really happened. Yeah. We're, we're given another uh, a choice here. We can choose to actually just respect our wishes that, you know, not to bring up the past or trauma and just sort of live like this. And this brings up an ending which is pretty similar to the first one we just saw. Yeah, except that we know who we are. And... But it seems like the memories of that are slowly being either erased or we're just trying to intentionally forget them. Yeah, and the best part of this ending is the witch, because she's like, wow, after you reclaimed yourself, I thought I was screwed, but you just went and just, just gave it all up anyway. The fucking witch! She's so sassy! She really is. Oh, Morgana is, like, sassy in a way I, I didn't expect. Like, I expected her to be, like, very, like, biblical, like, very ancient way of talking, and she's like, wow, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. great. I kind of think the tonal changes in this chapter are my favorite parts, because it just goes all over the place. It kind of still maintains the story with introducing all this mystery where you can't tell what's real and what isn't. But at this, but all these tonal changes just like make for a lot of unintentional, not, not unintentional, maybe intentional comedy that, are, that just are a lot of fun to read. Yeah. And uh, so, so Morgana is satisfied with this ending. <laughs> for some reason. That's the ending that she wanted. And yeah, in a, I guess in a way. Very roundabout way. So both Michelle and Giselle then are living in the mansion together forever in eternal darkness. And uh, Giselle thinks that she's the witch and she's calling Michelle the white-haired girl, which is her. Yeah. Maybe. At least, at least in that last chapter. Yeah. And that's the ending Morgana wants for some reason, which I'm not, I'm not sure why. Yeah. He wants to live. He wants us to live the lie. You mean? Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm do. Do you have any guesses about what what's actually up with Morgana? What does she get out of that? Yeah. She's a fucking witch. She's evil. What the hell? It's like she doesn't like love. But it's not that evil in the end. It's just like, oh well, these two people are just gonna live together. The, and- yeah. They're, they're not suffering. They're not. They're, they're just. They seem to be happy in that in this ending. At least the maid is. I mean, she doesn't want Michelle to be. She doesn't want Michelle to be Michelle for some reason, so there's some detriment there uh, going off the presumption that we are actually Michelle, which seems pretty logical based off what we discussed. Yes, and uh, I, I don't know, like she, because like it, it makes much more sense for Mor- Morgana if she was the maid to be like, just come with me and we'll be together for eternity because that's what I wanted the whole time, mm-hmm. as opposed to you two go off and be together for eternity because. Somehow I'm cool watching this shit. <laughs> yeah, like if Morgana's the house, like what is she getting out of this? She's a pervert. Oh, sex, well. sex? No, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. So the other, the other thing is not remembering isn't an option, which g- continues the game. And they're like, and Michelle's like, we're gonna open the real door together. 
And, uh, and Giselle's like, okay. Where, where's the real door? We, there's no more doors to open. The real door. The real door is in your heart. <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts is light, everyone. The fifth door was inside you all along. Yeah. 1099, the cursed mansion. Let's never say that about Kingdom Hearts ever again, by the way. <laughs> that's from the game uh, so what do we think who who is who do we think do we think Morgana is a third entity or do you think Morgana could be like a reflection of uh, Michelle's guilt or something his desire to punish himself that's a good guess I just it, it feels do, okay so I, I even got another I got another question do we even think Morgana is a witch like is is Morgana the witch of this house I mean there's something supernatural going on here so yeah yeah I mean it feels more like Morgana's the genie of this house at this point but I mean that's just arguing semantics hmm. I don't know it, it, to me it feels like there's like this greater evil that like everyone's cursed and we're gonna find the real 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 witch in two more chapters or whatever they keep talking about how Michelle and Giselle hurt each other. And what did Giselle do? If Giselle isn't the white-haired girl, is the white-haired girl a separate character that we will eventually be introduced to, which would seem to make plot sense for the first three stories we read? And is there some kind of split between, you know, does Michelle gravitate to the the white-haired girl? Is there some kind of like, you know, is, is some the thing? are there four characters here? Is Morgana just one of the original three characters? Well, I don't know. Well, here's the thing, and I mean, part of this is that we do know how many chapters are in there. Is it possible all these stories were fake and because they all had like them? sort of a yeah, like yeah. they all had some sort of fairy taleish aspect? But I, I, I don't think so. I think they they specifically say that only the that last one was fake, and uh, you know it was fake because it, it lacked like yeah, but the, this is a fucking witch. You can't yeah. trust that. Yeah, but but they but they make this point that, that this last one was like bed fanfic it was too perfect mm -hmm. yeah it was it was they make the point of saying it had like no tragedy to it it was a bad story almost <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah yeah there's no humanity I think is what the exact word they phrase like yeah. hey listen it's too perfect yeah because the uh, you know, all the other ones have like human ugliness in it and this one even just two people tragic people being in madly in love with each other and have a tragic ending like Romeo and Juliet um, yeah the fault in their star is not in themselves yeah and unlike the other three <laughs> stories which, which all have like human ugliness in them. Yeah. There's a line that I can't reconcile, which is there's that one time where the maid says to the white hair girl, she says, she tells the maid her name and we don't hear it. And she says, did you know the one that you're waiting for? Their name is pronounced the same as yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so yep. if the white hair girl is a third character named Michelle and she white has day. white hair, if she, she has white hair, then she she must have some relation to Michelle, the male Michelle. Like, mm -hmm. that's there must be something there. But I have no idea what it is. Like, I like it would be weird if she was their daughter. That would be weird. Another question that was confusing me was the the brunette that we see the white haired girl turn into. Is that the maid? Like, is yeah, no, that, that's that the maid, yeah. okay? So yeah. is is her name really Giselle or is her name Morgana? Um, no, I think it's, it's Giselle. Yeah, Morgana is Morgana is her fake someone name. Someone else. 
Yeah, Morgana's the witch who's yelling at us. Okay, so Morgana's the witch, and Giselle is is the maid, and then there there's the white haired girl who is not involved. Oh, because she was never there in 1099. Right, so we don't even know her name yet. Uh, apparently, yeah. Except the pronunciation thing, which I can't get over because that would imply yeah. that her name is Michelle. What does that mean? It means it's confusing, so they have to call her Giselle as a nickname. The thing is, I, I know this is about half uh, halfway through the game where we are right now, and I have no mm-hmm. idea what they're going to do with so much more. I mean, it, yeah. it, it looks Why like we're in so the final stages, but I, I know for a fact this is like halfway through. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, honestly, that like this... Um, you know, that, like, we'd get, like, the truth behind the other stories or something like that, or at least how they relate to... I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, if, if I didn't know that, I would guess that we are going to get the final chapter now, but apparently there's a lot more after that. Yeah. 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 Like, this This was all confusing, and this... this I, I have the same feeling right now as I did after I finished Metal Gear Solid 2, which is, I'm so confused. <laughs> Just show me the next thing so that I know what... what explain it all to me, please. So... Yeah. Uh, Tur- Turbo, the answer is nano machines. Oh yeah, that's four. That's why he poisons everyone because of his nano machines. <laughs> the nano yeah. machines of Fata Morgana. Oh my god! That's, yeah, she's not a she's not a vampire. It's nano machines, like vamp. It's nano machines. Yep. Yeah, shit. Yes. Damn, should have seen that one coming. What are we reading next time? Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Two. Met- a lot of required <laughs> reading this season. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Uh, chapter five, which appears to be a regular chapter, but uh, Turbo, do you know how? Uh, not Turbo, <laughs> Orhan, do you know how long it is? If, is it longer? Uh, no, I, I don't think there are any choices in it. Um, okay, I, I didn't read anything beyond beyond that. I'm just looking at the yeah, walkthrough I, and, and looking at how long it seems to be. Yeah, same here. I, I don't see anything. No, I, I'm not looking at anything that has spoilers in it, but just like a big overview that just yeah, there's no choices, there's no nothing. So we'll see how long it is. Do the same as before. If it's too long, we'll split it up. Yeah. I think probably whoever gets to a certain point the first will advise the rest of us. And then uh, mm-hmm. we'll post something to let y'all know if uh, if you're reading along. I'm reading this like immediately after we finish this recording. Yeah. I need to know what happened. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to start like soon after. I need to know, but I also feel like I need to break because I feel like I didn't understand what I just read. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand less after we talked about it. <laughs> also, this, this last chapter was really short, so I finished really quickly. I finished like uh, five days ago, so I need to read something now. <laughs> yeah. What really happened? What did they do to each other? That was so awful. Was it all these past lives? Were all these past lives there? Them? Was was Michelle the bad guy in all of them? And Giselle was the white-haired girl in all of them? Like what? Who knows? That sucks. Feels like you should break up, maybe. Like, are you saying they all happened at the same time? Like they were sis- they were siblings, and also locked each other in. In yeah, like they were all subsequent lives of those two. I was thinking that too, right? Yeah. And they didn't look the same, but the witch said they would look the same, so I don't know. But like, what a bunch of flattable guns. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I feel like they should break up if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to move on now, but I feel like that was a bad call. <laughs> if all those, if all those guys were Michelle and all those white-haired girls were Giselle, yeah. At some point, it's we need maybe try and open up the dating pool a little bit. Yeah, yeah we could just experiment, see some other people, see our ghosts. 
Well, the brother, I mean, the brother at least was the best guy. It's just that, you know. <laughs> yeah, Mel did nothing wrong. I still stand by that. Mel did nothing wrong. Yeah. Mel's, yeah. Mel's only crime is he was too young and ignorant for his times, which is not really his fault, you know? Yeah, so, it's not. Whatever. So anyway, that'll be the next episode of the House in Fata Morgana. Uh, House in Fata Morgana. Fata Morgana, everyone. Fata Morgana. It means no worries. (laughs) All the rest of your days. I'm stopping the recording. Which are short and not numbered. Sorry. (laughs) See you next time. Bye-bye.